BBC Good Food Show Summer at the NEC. It's been a busy two days so far. Day three is looking even busier, because dare I say it, I think I can hear a little bit of rain on the roof of the NEC. Um, Peter, good to catch up with you here at the show. The last time we spoke, it was purely about pepper, and we're going to talk about that uh, again in a moment, the Kampot pepper, which comes in from Cambodia. But excitingly, you're going to tell me about the new spice range that you've got. Let's do pepper first. Okay, Steve. Now, talk me through why this is so special. Well, so this little growing region uh, uh, has been growing since the 11th century. Uh, and it was wiped out by the Khmer Rouge in the 70s, and this is a Renaissance crop that we're helping bring back. Um, it's got such an amazing backstory. Um, steak au poivre was invented using Campot pepper in France in the 1920s, um, and the, the history and the analogue just goes on and on and on and on. The growing region, southern Cambodia, Campot right down on the Mekong Delta, mineral-rich quartz soils, subtropical oceanic location, our farm's 800 feet above sea level, pepper growing heaven. Mm. Now, interestingly, pepper in three different stages. I know that you're allowing people to, to taste on the stand. And um, I did it a few moments ago, and I have to say, my tongue is still tingling. But when you start to mix it with the salt, which you're going to tell me about in a second, it's, it's alchemy. It's incredible. It's opened up a whole new way, of, for me, of viewing pepper. Talk me through how that works. Yeah, so, so the green berry, when it reaches a certain size, um, we harvest that off. Um, we dry that in the sun and the volatile oils, rather like a banana, will tell that sort of black and that's your black pe pepper. Because it's younger, uh, it's going to be a bit hotter, a bit spicier, but it's got these really lovely citrus tones going through it and it's just a really lovely all-round pepper. We leave a few of the berries on the vine until they fully mature red and like a wine, that has this really lovely sweet maturity. So it's sweeter, rounder, not as hot as the black, so great if you're seasoning seafood, shellfish, salad dressings, anything to do with an egg yolk, the red will just lift out that incredibly, incredibly nicely. And then when we're drying the red and it doesn't stay red, we turn it into white, so we boil the berry off and you're left with the seed inside, uh, and that is really good with dairy. So any sort of classic white sauces like a bechamel, or if you're doing a cauliflower cheese or mashed potato with butter, you use white, great in soups, loads of Asian recipes insist on whites. So they all do slightly different things in the kitchen. It was really interesting to see where in my mouth there was different tastes and where it lingered. And you can taste the difference in the sweetness. And I guess that's where the, the food pairing and matching bit comes in. Abs abs absolutely, yeah. So, so we taste sweet flavours at the front of our palate. The big deal about pe pepper is the piperine effectively irritates the back of your palate, engages that with your brain and allows you to um, be aware of what's going on mm. with your taste buds for longer. And that's why we use pepper. That's why we use pepper in our cooking. Does it drive you mad when you see a recipe and at the very end it refers to seasoning and says salt and pepper? Infuriates us. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, it's, it's the most used spice in the world. Um, last year the world consumed 458,000 tonnes of it and 99% and of them didn't think twice about that. Wow. Um, it, it's like walking into a wine shop and asking for a bottle of red. <laughs> you just wouldn't do it. Um, now, salt as well, because what I've also tasted is salt and pepper mixed together. And that was the alchemy bit for me. That was a revelation. Well, it's the balance of the two. We've got an absolutely beautiful fleur de sel from the same region. The French went to Campot in the 1880s, and around the corner from them are these amazing salt, salt pans. And in the 1880s, the French literally taught the Cambodians how to create fleur de sel. 
And fleur de sel uh, is when it's windy and, and very hot, um, these little salt flour crystals form on the top of sea salt and they cream them off the top. It's like the cream off the top of the milk and then they evaporate them seven times in the sun to get it as pure as you can and you end up with this really stunning finishing salt that's sweet, creamy and it just dissolves. And then you pair that with our pepper, the salt will get rid of any, any sort of bitter taste you have in your mouth and it will um, elevate the pepper and you end up with seasoning that's as good as it gets and it's the balance of the two Steve that's what that and, and that was incredible that that and that was a moment for me where my eyes went wide because that was a revelation now as I mentioned um, since last time we spoke uh, your business Bowtree has expanded and you've got an amazing collection of spices now, tell yes. me how that's yeah. developed yeah so so um, we've got this incredible network around the world where we sell our pepper um, we've used a lot of those relationships and have helped us put amazing spice collection together uh, we've got 42 single origin spices from Afghanistan to Zanzibar from all spice all the way through to Zatar um, and they are all from the original source of that particular spice I'll just give you one example we've got this beautiful coriander seed from Egypt Fahum Fahum is a growing oasis on the side of the River Nile where they've been growing herbs and spices for 4,000 years um, they can trace our coriander all the way back to Tutankhamun's tomb. Wow, that's quite something. I mean, the, not only the backstory, but the provenance of, of all of these products is is what sits at the heart of what you do, isn't it? Absolutely, it's the backstory. Um, it's it's spices are enveloped uh, in in history, in culture, um, in so many amazing things, and literally going to the source of that particular spice is where they care about it the most and that's where you're, you're actually going to get the, the full flavour they're artisans like us they sell every harvest so every year it's fresh again it's not sat in a warehouse for years um, it's, as, it's as fresh as you'll get a spice Lots of interest in your stand. I mean, if you just walk casually past it, it says the world's finest pepper, which draws people in. But it's not one of those seasonings that immediately springs to mind. There's so much else going on here. But you've been busy. Are you changing minds? Are you getting a, a new wave of interest in pepper? Well, it's events like this that help us do tastings. Uh, and when people taste the difference, um, we've got a new client for a, a very long time. Um, and and they'll, they'll go through their spice rack and they'll start to incorporate our range and it'll elevate their cooking to another level uh, and, and they come back and they come back and they come back uh, and, and we're busy because we've got lots of people who have bought from us before at this show coming back to thank us and, and to extend their spice range using Bowtree but to try it here is, is fab because you can't try it online highly recommended really good to catch up with you again Peter and it's really good to see uh, the business growing and I thoroughly enjoyed tasting the peppers have a great show thank you so much Steve fantastic to talk to you brilliant that's lovely